To me, my podcast listeners, welcome to another installment of the Dom of X Show. I'm your host, Professor Dom Tours, and here at my side is comic book creator, Mr. Dylan Gray. How are you doing today? Hey, how you doing, bro? I'm having a great time. It's Halloween. We're recording this on Halloween right now. I'm wearing an outfit with a gigantic, like, fur coat. Well, it's not real fur. It's fake fur, but it's it's nice. This is cool. I know you guys can't see me right now, but yeah, I feel I feel really fly to be talking about the nerdy stuff I'm about to be talking about, but I love it anyways. <laughs> yeah, we love it anyways. You know who else we love? Mr. Sinister and all of his weird under cronies and whatever the heck he, he is doing on this big weird island. So without further ado, let's go ahead and credit the creators. We're going to be talking about Hellions, Dawn of X books that, that launched out from the pages of House of X and Powers of Ten. Credit the creators, Zebels for the stories, Steven Segovia for interiors, David Curiel for the colors, Corpetit Ariana Ma for the lettering, Tom Mueller for interior and exterior designing, Jordan D. White for editing the line. So, th- th- there's a lot, there's a lot of stake. Even in these four issues that we're going to be covering, there's a decent amount of stuff that happens, particularly among the characters and, and the leader of the team in, in this book. I, I, I found it to be a wild fun ride so yeah that, 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 those are just my yeah. overall right off the bat you intrigued me right off the bat dom when you told me you basically did your elevator pitch on it It was like dude this is suicide squad for krakoa and i was like oh okay i'm on board and then after reading some sinister throughout the line like in house and powers of x and like some of the stuff in sort of x, uh x of swords excuse me it's tens of swords or whatever the heck it's called uh, <laughs> ten and <laughs> ten. I'm we waiting for names, it when it's huh? when it's like I, I I can't wait for the day when it's actually like a time symbol. Like that's it's like gonna be X of times or times of X. X. Of, time. <laughs> X of times times. Why I'm calling it right now? Times of X or X of times? It's gonna happen. I'm telling you. But yeah, no, I I it's fun and like just like with like the new mutants line, like it's some fun. It's some fun stories with some cool characters that they get to kind of explore. And I really am interested to see where this series goes. Because right off the bat, they really hit you with the team build and like the dynamics of the team. And so this book really just is a good origin story for the team and like how they bring them all together. And like what their position is on Krakoa and and mutantdom in general, you know. Because these are basically, other than Havoc, bad guys, right? Yeah, and... I, I, I... Havoc, Alex is particularly a decent superhero figure. He's he's one of the Summer's household members. He's been an X-Man. He's been a part of X-Factor. He's been a part of the Avengers. But all of these different guys, all of these different team players, they, they ain't the nicest people around. Like Wild Child and Empath. Like these are guys who like you put in prison. Like these are people who you do not want roaming around the streets and, and doing all of this stuff. So... To see a different side of Krakoa, one that leans heavily into the evil factor, the people who were admitted to Krakoa under this under the circumstances like, yeah, Xavier is allowing all the mutants to come here, but the, all the that means all the evil ones too. And seeing that evil side, seeing the different part of the dawn where these evil dudes are running all over the place, it's definitely an interesting take on the dawn of x and all this x-men lore that's all been set up it was bound to happen with a guy like sinister on the quiet council you know like who else are you going to get to do the who else can you get to do the real dirty work you know and he has really established his place 
in like Krakoa and Mutantum though as a really important figure. I mean, he has all the DNA. He like he he's helps with the the rebirth and all that kind of stuff. Or what's is it rebirth? The resurrection protocols. Yeah, he's in charge of all. Yes. Of that. Yeah, the resurrection protocols. Yeah, that's that's how they're able to bring them back because he has everyone's DNA. He they should be listening to him and they should be giving him a chance to do stuff and they they kind of figured out a way to give him a chance to play around and actually do something good for Kakoa. I completely agree. And I like how all of the council members have like their own separate books that like they, they have and delve into. Like with Xavier and Magneto, you have the regular X-Men stuff with Hickman and same with Jean when he team when she teams up with Scott and in X-Men as well. You have Apocalypse and Excalibur, Storm and Marauders. You 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 knew that like somewhere down the line, Sinister was going to have his own book dedicated to him and all of the underside and back deals that he's been up to right and i i really appreciate wells bringing out this side of sinister is the same sinister that we've known for the last couple decades and he's in full force here now that he's in an environment where he's allowed to like magneto like apocalypse breathe and give out his own sense of whatever the heck he wants to do with krakoa yeah and i think it's it's interesting how these once real villains are now like kind of thinking a little bit less selfishly and like trying to really build this mutant country and and world and universe and galaxy because you know they're they're spreading their literal their literal seed around the universe like with all the stuff that happened in new mutants with bringing the portals to the Cree, and we're gonna have sword coming in too with abigail brand and and yes. her team go, going yep. out of the right <laughs> so Mr. Sinister here is the same devilish monster that we've known, again, for the last couple decades. But man, the way that Wells spins it and gives this humorous side to him is one of the reasons to why I love this book. It's it's insane. Like, I, again, like like I said, in, like we've said in the X of Swords podcast, I, we've never had this much fun reading Mr. Sinister. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't think of it. Yeah. No, it's fun, and it's fun to see it's just as a comedy. I mean, it's it's things that are happening are very serious. Like there may be funny characters, but there's some serious situations that they're getting themselves into, uh, which like right off the bat, having to go and deal with one of Mister Sinister's uh, old labs. You know, it's a, it's crazy, insane to me. Like I I like the way that they like they incorporate havoc into this and how they like tie the. Don't kill the humans and, and all of this side too, right? Like we have Havoc. He's out with Wolverine. I think Siren's there too. And and he's beating up these bunch of anti-mutant people. And and Havoc's literally about to rip one of their skulls out. And and they're like, no, no, we can't do that. We have we have laws here, bro. And and how he get like gets tied in the with the council and, and how all that I, I found it really Really fun just to see like all of the council reacting to Alex's mess that, that he made himself. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And <laughs> Wild Child, what an obscure character to bring around, right? Oh, yeah, like Alpha Flight Wild Child gets freaking brought in here. I like how we have like this, like you said, with the Suicide Squad on Krakoa. I like these like Suicide Squad like intros where it's like a trailer, like sort of like how we have these one or two pages where we get like introductions to the team. I think Sage and Cecilia are talking. They're they're trying to bring Wildchild in, and they, we get freaking introduced to him. He's like, 
let's just bring in D-list Alpha care, Alpha flight personnel in here, and and he's all rampant and angry, and it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> that that was wild. Like, no pun intended, but that was wild. Once again, it's like they just get to play with all these characters, and we get to see all these characters that we've known from all these different things, and like, hey, use your shield, and like that whole part right there with what what was her name? Cecilia Reyes and Sage. You got those two in. Yeah, Cecilia. Yeah, Cecilia Reyes. Like. I, like, you see these characters and you like you start reading and you're like, I know this character, who is it? And then like you see they use the powers, you're like, oh yeah, that's from that one thing. And you're like, it's just, it's like a whole bunch of like new stuff we get to see, but at the same time, like that nostalgia kind of like member berries that like we need in a time like this. It's, it's crazy. Like, I got, I got like feelings, man, this, this was, this was actually, this was, this was the first part, I think, of the Dot of X where, like, something actually gripped to me, because they were, they were thinking about sending Havoc down into the, the pit, the same pit where Sabretooth is when they exiled him, and, and Scott's having none of it, like, Cyclops is like, yo, what, Gene, Storm, you let my brother in here without, like, me noticing, and, and this is this is the part where I was like, Cyclops is definitely going to have in some character development and get angry, I think, as the issues go. But man, you see him, he he literally was about to shoot down the council <laughs> when they when they even thought of the idea of, yeah, let's 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 send Havoc in. Like I was like, oh, OK, we're going to play by that game, huh? So I, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting yeah. just to just to throw all that in. It was like, what the heck? Yeah, while we're while we're on the subject of Havoc, let's talk about like how he gets put on this mutant suicide squad, the Hellions. Uh, he snaps. He literally just snaps and like beats people to almost to their death using his powers, burning their flesh, like mangling one guy to the point where he can't. He's going to be mangled the rest of his life. Like he did a serious no no, hands down. He didn't kill them, but he did a serious no no, and it looked like he was out of control. Like, he didn't have control over what was happening. And so, is it too weird to think that maybe Mr. Sinister had something to do with all this? There could be, yeah, there could be something like he could have told, hey, I kind of I want one of the Summers brothers for this suicide mission. I, I, I need him on. I know I can, I can bring him back, just make sure that... So, so there could have just been a deal just running under him, and he could have made a strike plot with Xavier or Apocalypse and be like, yo, like, I, I need... I want Havoc. He has pretty cool powers. I think it could be a useful asset for my team. And let's just put him on a mission where he, he almost literally snaps and, and, and breaks his own rules so we can get him on. It, it, it could be something like that, like you said. Yeah, well, because everything just seems like it's... Like, how else would they be able to stop... <clears throat> like, to, to move, forward, move a little forward here into like what they actually have to do... Look who they have to go up against. Who else is going to be able to take down that person? Like, it had to be Havoc to do it. Like, they would have got... He's the only one that knows how to deal with... What's her name? Ugh, I always forget her name. Madeline? No. Ma- uh, what's her last name? Madeline... Madeline what? Pryor, yeah. Madeline Pryor. Yeah, he's dealt with her. He had that whole weird thing, once again, Cyclops with his weird love triangles. But... <laughs> He actually ha- he knows her better than anyone. He's the only one that could be able to take her down. You know what I mean? So Sinister, it's almost like he set him up to get on the team just so he can take that down. Because he knew he had to wipe that clone lab off existence. It was a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. And, and you knew, he, yeah. he couldn't do it on his own. 
and you needed someone like Havoc to take it out. And you know that you can't trust Cyclops with all this data because I think A... Because Cyclops is the field... He's the leading general of Krakoa and he, he knows the ins and outs of the island. He's just not sitting on the council. But you know that with Scott, he, he could report all of this to the council and Sinister could be like exiled or whipped out in the flash. And I, you know that Mr. Essex doesn't want to happen. So now obviously like, yeah, let's try to get in one of the people who doesn't have, doesn't have all of these like high connections or isn't that high up in the Krakoan ranking leveling system or whatever you want to call it. Let's bring him in. Like, why Like why not? It's it's an obvious choice. Like, Havoc has cool powers, and, and he can do a lot of damage if, if used properly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But more importantly, I th- and but back to my point, I, I think it was less about his powers and more about dealing with her. Right. Because the, the two, those two, again, like you said, the, the sum, Scott Summers' love life is one of the most complicated things I've, I've ever read, like, in comics. But, but yeah, like uh, ha- Alex knows who Madeline is. They, they they've known each other for decades. So obviously, why not why not bring a Summers person in and one that again doesn't have all of these top connections to the councils so that Sinister can stay safe and be doing whatever the heck he's doing, right? So yeah, it's, exactly. It's he can't trust he can't trust Cyclops with something like that. You know what I mean? He he's too difficult to say he's, the least you know what i mean he's too much of a goody two shoes he's he's too moral exactly he's too moral to do all of that dirty work <laughs> oh my gosh it's yeah so send in send, you know mess mess with the mess with havoc's brain a little bit and send him in there to take it out because he's the only one that she would probably let close enough to like you know you know deal with <laughs> yeah oh yeah for sure some of those introduction scenes were really cool. I thought, like, like the way that empa- uh, that the way that Nanny and Orphan Maker were introduced, I found funny because like Beast and Angel are are checking up on their like their their weird little like lab or section, and and Orphan Maker just like I want my Nanny as he literally pummels Beast <laughs> and and Angel down to the yeah. ground. <laughs> you know, I have to give. Uh, a, ha- a tip of my hat, okay, uh, to this writer here because I was blown away with how fast and how good they did the team origin story. You know, it just was like boom, 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 boom. We're good. We go here. We go. Let's let's put them together. They're bad guys. They're but they're not bad guys. You know, <laughs> he's just just wells what he's able to do, and in in these four issues again with not much time to set up because we literally had excess swords. Right around the corner, and, and I think Wells knew at the back of his head he was like, well, "I need to get this team prepared so that we have stuff to do during the event and then after the event, but make sure that the story is still being told and and whatever Hickman needs to do for his plot is it's still there." And so you really see like this whole like re- like reminiscence of this ragtag squad that has that has all of these weird characters again D listers. Like people, like some people who may have ne- we've never heard about, the fact that he was able to do this in a matter of a short, like a short amount of time, and like in one issue alone too, I thought it was pretty cool just to see like all of them behind, like on this one goal, and everyone just set up for it with a decent mindset and and motivation. Definitely, yeah. Let's it throw it together, make it work, 
and throw some curveballs in there. Curveballs like, I don't know, Psylocke. I, it's weird too, right? Because Betsy is over in Excalibur being Captain Britain. So the fact that like her, I think like the weird, like the Asian part of her, I don't know what you call it, is now the new Psylocke and, and she's over here too. I thought that was really cool. I was like, yo, we're still getting a Psylocke in, in this Dawn of X stuff. Instead of like her being non-existent. Like, I thought that was really awesome. Just to have Psylocke on the team. Yeah, and and how she gets on there was kind of, I don't know, <laughs> passive-aggressive <laughs> or aggressively passive. What would you call that? I don't know. Why do people have to keep <laughs> doing this to to my boy Scott? I know that he's not your boy, but he's oh, mine. Oh, here we go. He's mine. Of I course. The Boy Scout understand. protects the Boy Scout. Here there we go. There is nothing wrong. He did the right thing. Is this what's going to come out of Dominic's mouth right now? Go ahead, Professor. Continue with what you're saying. So, Scott pretty much is like, I need, you know what? I, I won't even say it. I'm just going to accept the fact that they're, they're, the two meeting up was weird. And Scott was completely right in this situation. And that... Psylocke who go, <laughs> just goes on the team. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's not even a shame. I, I thought like, you know what? I, I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll deal with the whole Cyclops thing, just being a base, just being whatever. And, and, and just the fact that, hey, like Psylocke signed up and Sinister's like, yo, you ready to join our little gang gang here or whatever? And she's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I thought, I don't know. Those splash pages with the team though were pretty cool. Like seeing Psylocke with the rest of them, it was pretty dope to just like read on and say like, oh snap, like she's here. Yeah, and good. It, it was able to get still give the Psylocke fan service that like those horny '90s boys love, but at the same time not make it about that. And I appreciated that they threw in a couple of those. They're like, this is this is for the boys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, she gets some of those shots where it's like, oh yeah, like '90s fans or like the fans of her like costume then in general you're like oh okay i see what you're doing yeah but yeah i she did she has she actually has reasonable motivations to join the team like, again it's not betsy but hey like i'll i'll take it and yeah hey she's yeah i i thought it was really cool we just we just you know deal with it she's there scott center all right moving on that's how i feel and i'm, I'm happy about it the whole scene with her and and wild child was really interesting too where because wild child's like base instincts are to like try to alpha everybody and so like every people have to like literally knock him down or else he just like messes them up you know so they're in the middle of this mission here in in the clone factory in the basement of nebraska all right and here's freaking wild child fighting with psylocke for alphaism alpha Position? What do you? Al the Al. She's. They're fighting for that alpha dog spot. Yeah, alpha the title. Yeah, there we go. Alpha go. Yep, they're going exactly. for the title. Yeah. They're going for the title. Okay. They, he was. She was warned too. That like that's what his mentality is. So she tries to like take him down to his base instincts. You know, like to literally go into his mind because she's psychic and like kind of just turn off this the craziness. But she realized when she did that, it literally made him crazier because not because his base instincts are straight up savage animal. There's no other way around it. You know what I'm saying? He is a freaking savage animal and wants to rip everything apart. Freaking really, coyote, whatever you want to call it. I really enjoyed like the relationship between those two, especially like, again, in the three issues that we have with the team. And it's like, 
we need to figure out what wild child is gonna be as a member of the hellions and same with psylocke and i i, I thought it was really cool like the way that again they, they fought with each other and then against each other and and how the two like solved uh, their situation with with again with Quainon's weird psychic abilities but then you also have again wild child throwing in with with his like insane ravageness and and all of that load of <laughs> all of that package that, that comes through but yeah it's I, I it's uh it's really interesting just to see again someone not named Betsy as Psylocke and how she's holding her position as the alpha of wild child and this team I, I thought the way that that the those two like fought like went off each other was was pretty dope and insane like those fight scenes were like oh my gosh like they look great now, now, here's a question I need from you. So, before all this stuff, Mr. Sinister had his crew of cronies, was called the Marauders. Not to be confused with the Marauders now, different Marauders. His his team of bad guys. Indeed. Now, who, this gun guy was part of that. Uh, what's the what's his deal? I don't know him. I've never seen him before. Um, and he can apparently turn his arms into guns or something. So, so the deal with with Scalp Hunter, or or John Greycrow, he he was part of yeah those old legacy Marauders back in the day. Fought off the Morlocks, fought off all of that. Sinister, again, like all of these, all of these people. I guess you could say he was. This is pretty much the same situation he was thrown in when he got introduced in the comics all the way back in the late 90s, or the late 80s, I should say. And yeah, like this guy, he's got this weird cybernetic arm that can turn into whatever need be. And pretty, yeah, pretty much, again, the same off mission to go hunt down uh, Madeline Pryor and and working with all of that. So, yeah, that, that, that's a whole deal with Mr. John Gray Crow. Yeah, and his... His swagger, though, like I love the way he just how he like he gets into that uh, argument with empath and says tells him right in the gates like don't be using your powers on us we're the one people you can't do that on and I'm gonna shoot you in the face if you do and the the second like the littlest little bit that he used on him he just shoots him right in the head and you just right then and there you're like okay this guy gets down. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy yeah, has no qualms in taking these fools out. He's here to do business, and that's that. That's why he's dealing with the Morlocks. That's why he's dealing with all these fools. You know? He just wants... I think Grey Crow just wants to be left alone. He just wants to be like... By, like, he's freaking just chilling on the beach. He's just trying to, like, enjoy life. And, like, all of a sudden, like, the Morlocks come in, and they're like, take him away! And and, and then he, he, he shot a couple down. And and like you said with Empath, and we saw this in Nexus Swords, I, I really enjoyed the relationship that those two have, like the the rivalry that those two have, where Empath is this crazy, maniacal dude who just wants to have fun controlling other people's minds, and, and Grey Crow is this business, like all business, no games type of person who just wants to do his job and, and get on with it. So when you have those two and and seeing how, uh, how how the relationship works between them on the field, it, it was pretty thrilling to see just just empath getting his his little face blown to bits. Oh, that was really really fun. 
Yes, for sure. No. And and it st- establishes that this dude means business and he's not going to take bullshit, especially from some new mutant emotion-wielding fool. You Yeah, you can't you can't play games with Great Cole. Like, I, I'm thinking, like, if I were in that situation where, like, you know yourself like oh my gosh like yeah i i, I like we'll we'll be fine we're, we're not we're we're like i'm, I'm just on the scene like we just have to get these people out and it, it's so weird too because all you could tell like all the guys on the team just want to have fun except for like greg crow that's it like nanny's over here doing her bit and and, and orphan maker's doing his bit and empath is just over here like yo i just want to mess with people's minds like that's fun to me and yeah actions have consequences and you can't, you know, you can't just you know, fool around yourself and doing this bit and that bit on their team. And I was like, whoa, like, all right, we're just going to take him out in one shot. All right. That's, that's pretty yeah. cold and insane. <laughs> and so and that's too. what he says. You know, you know, and that's, these guys are cold hearted killers, but he, they, he, they draw the line in the sand and that's by saying you don't play with someone's emotions. And that's what empath literally does. And they're like, nope, boom, shot in the face. You can't, yeah. You can't play no, no, no games with freaking Grey Crow. It's like, it's like the complete blam. And I was like, yo, did that? Did that guy die? I, I, I again, I wasn't expecting this. Like two issues in, it's like, they, they didn't even care for it. It's like, Silox over in the back saying she's gotta, she's gotta put this down in the report and I have to tell this to Sinister and all that. It's like, all right, yeah. Oh, com- I got pa- paperwork, paperwork. She's got the paperwork because to do. Once again, once again, this is this is a nation. There's bureaucracy. There's red tape. There's everything they got to do. That everything's got to be in the know. So, at the core of this is just it's not like oh you killed them great. This is gonna we, now we got bury him. It's like oh no now I got to fill out paperwork. You know that's the horrible. You shot him in the face. I don't care about that. Now I I care that I have to do paperwork now. You know. And yeah, and now that we both know what happens in X of Swords with Empath, it's like. We know that he's going to come back again because we have the resurrection protocols and all that. But I just like the fact that there's some semblance of consequence with this ragtag team that Sinister created, like in the blink of an eye. It's like they like there's stuff to do here on the island. But man, like if you're going to do something, you might you need to be careful with how you go about your services, and that's exactly what this empath killing. Has led to. It's like someone's got to pay. You can't just like scot off with this. You can't. Straight up, someone's got to pay. I I I wonder though. How much do you think Mister Sinister is like pending off just to like make sure that his like lab and all of that is like safe? Because I I'm thinking like this dude at least has to have like. One or two people like doing stuff so that he he can stay under the radar away from like Krakoa and and all that. Yeah, well, that's what that's what the Hellions are for, you know. <laughs> Sinister's base. That's why he put together this team. I honestly feel at the core he put this whole thing kind of together. It's gonna. I guarantee you, it's all like whether it's someone like someone put a marble in front of. Orphan killer at the wrong time that set it all off. You know, it's just little tiny things. Like, was, did he, like, show him that he could bury the plant, like, the, the pills and the plants, you know? All these kinds of things. It would not surprise me if all this was just all strings being pulled from Sinister because that's his character. He's Sinister. You know, he might be this jokey, fun, 
uh, comedy relief guy now, but at the core, he's freaking Mr. Sinister. Like, it's literally his name. It's literally his name to be Sinister, you know? That is the scary part. Like, this is this has huge undermining because, like, if we, if we think about it, Krakoa as a whole, it's a big nation with a whole bunch of people that have a whole bunch of different mindsets. Like, you have some people like Scott Summers who just wants to do the right thing at, at, at the end of the day, do that. And then other people like Mystique where she has, like, her own goals and mindsets where it's like, oh, it's me first before, like, everybody else. And, and Sinister, and this is, again, what I find crazy is that, like, like people like Apocalypse are good guys. And now in this weird world, like, we have Sinister who's running over the tape. He, he's given this free uh, free leeway to essentially do whatever he needs to to make sure that the resurrection protocols are all safe. And and now it's like, this guy, if he goes unchecked, we could probably see, like, a, a world, like, if you remember, like, in year 100 of Powers of Ten where the whole island is almost destroyed and mutants are fighting for their lives and a whole but like that that's that's the type of thing I'm, I'm scared of it's like it's that possible future where like if things go the wrong way and sinister has his own there might not be a krakoa at the end of this run and that's that's all i'm saying no no i think i think from what i've seen from this era it's not like that i think sebastian shaw is a power hungry guy but I think at the core of all of these characters right now, everyone wants what's best for this. They want mutantum and they want it like on their terms. And like we saw with Apocalypse, he's a, we thought like he was all shady stuff and behind, but like at the end of the day, he was trying to do something good. And I think Sinister is going to be the same thing. Like, yeah, that's why he's trying to wipe away his old lab. He didn't go in there himself. He didn't send one of his clones. He sent a team to demolish it. He didn't need anything there. He needed it destroyed and gone and from existence. That was the point. You know what I mean? So I think we're seeing at the same time like a differently personal like personality. <clears throat> I think what we're seeing right now is also a different person. I think what we're seeing right now is not only a different personality of Mr. Sinister, but I think at the end of the day, we're going to be seeing a different Mr. Sinister at his core. You know what I mean? I honestly think that he's focused and we're going to, he's trying to do what's good for Krakoa. It's kind of he hard likes for me. Yeah. where he's at. He likes where he's at. He sees the potential and he doesn't have to be super shady anymore. And the, I feel, oh, here's another thing too that I'm starting to notice from just reading this, these four issues and the X of Swords tie-in. And that's the, the council's trying to think of ways to keep him busy. They're trying to put him in situations where he can be Mr. Sinister and help out good, right? So that's a thing that they're going to constantly have to do is they got to test his limits. They got to, you know... They got to push him to do the right things, but at the same time, get out that sinister energy that he has. You know what I mean? I still think that there's like that one break, though, because I think at the core of it, yeah, sure, he might be doing this all for good. But like you said, it's in the name. He's freaking Mr. Sinister. He's it's not like this is this might be A or B where it's like, oh, wow, like, yeah, like he, he did this all for Krako and when the country fell, he kept it. I legitimately think, again, I think I, there's, a, there's a legitimate chance that at the end of this run or like at the middle of it, Sinister could be one of those people that turn from Krakoa because he either A, gives gets the gets the freedom to do more as he pleases. I think this is one thing, too, that, that the council has got to be wary of. It's giving Sinister too much power to the point where it's like 
He already got his way with Alex. Like that, That's done deal. What if you keep appeasing him to the point where his hunger is not only sated, but he keeps getting more of it. He keeps getting fed all of this evil energy. And, and then it turns out that, wow, like Sinister was the person that most of us should have expected. Like, there, there's that possibility of it, too. Like, I'm not saying that you're wrong, like, where, like, it could be an apocalypse situation where it's like, oh, yeah, apocalypse just wants the survival of his people and he wants a secret code prosper. There's, I'm just saying that, like, because he's sinister, because we've known what he's done before, there's just that, there's just that striking thought of this guy is going to turn on the island and we can't keep feeding him stuff because you know that he will. So it's just stuck in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you think that way, Mr. Negative, and that means that the writers are doing the good job, but after seeing what they've done with Apocalypse, I'm not going to be surprised that they're doing the same thing with Mr. Sinister, and even Shaw, Shaw may be doing that shady stuff to, to Emma Frost and Kate, but at the end of the day, he's, he's just trying to seize the power so that he can be part of this nation and be in the stronghold, you know what I'm saying? He still wants it. he still needs to do good for them. Maybe That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm, maybe, he's a, he's no, a dirtbag, no, no, no. and I, I don't like Shaw, and I never will. There's nothing. There's literally <laughs> zero redemption arcs because, and this is the main reason why Shaw will never have a redemption arc good enough for me. It's his, it's his outfit. It's, it's like getting uh, once again. It's his, it just pisses me off. Like, bro, like, can we modernize a little bit here? Come on. Okay. It's sorry. The... Sorry to bring fashion into this, but. Oh no! But by fashion, I'm, I'm Mr. Sinister has so much better fashion. It's about, I want his cape, whatever, whatever it takes to get that big. Oh, with the plumage, with yes, the, plumage? the plumage, with the plumage, yes. with all of that. I, I, I want it You got to go to Vegas. You got to go to Vegas. The, those girls, those showgirls that with the kicks, they, that's what they yes. have. Plumage, bro. Yeah. I, I, I think they got it too, but Hey, but yeah, like maybe, yeah, it's that would the be inner, maybe it's like the inner, like getting at me because you know that sinister is sort of infamous for capturing gene gray and scott whenever like whenever he can we saw this in the comics it's been done in the tv show a bunch of times it's probably just my inner hate of him literally stealing gene and scott whenever the heck like they're, they're doing something so so maybe it's that maybe maybe i'm just dumb maybe i'm blinded by the fact that he's he's captured my favorite x-man a whole bunch of times for his own selfish goals right okay so but yeah it's 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 just i don't know it's just still oh, so this just goes this just goes you just don't like the fact that your little boy scout can't be with his little girl scout no 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 no, no. i am mad no 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 like, oh, I am... stop it no 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 i am mad that sinister and this is this is emblematic in the first issue too and this has nothing to do with his girl scout this has everything to do with scott's family and him taking alex for his own selfish reasons you saw in the first issue where he was literally like you know what no it's scott was complaining to the council and he was like you can't just bring my brother in here he's my brother and and sinister's like everybody settle down let's all folk have the attention on me I'm going to bring good old little Alex to my team for my own selfish reasons. And you, Mr. Poopy Pants Scott, you need to calm down and let me do the dirty work. Yep. That, 
is Poopy what Pants I was Scott. Now. Couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have oh, said it better myself, off. Mr. Sinister. No, 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 no. You are not getting away Poopy with pants. Scott Summer slander. Poopy <laughs> Pants Scott. It's canon. It's canon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write the canon. Oh, they no, wrote the I was canon. laughing it's at canon, it. guys. That was a... You know what? I want to will say, I was dying when Sinister was giving his monologue to the council about how how Alex should have his own issues solved in the council, where he's like literally boasting in front of everybody, and he's like, Scott, just settle down, boy. I have this thing under control. You don't need to worry about whatever we're doing. You just need to focus on you being the commander of this dumb island, and let me figure out what's wrong with your brother. I mean, that's, that's what I was mad at. I, it was really well written. I was dying because I I enjoy hilarious jokes from the, uh, you, you know, you know what it is. But yeah, it's like... The brain of Zeb Wells. The brain of Mr. <laughs> Zeb Wells. I, you are a Zeb Wells stan for sure, like by definition. I am. He, he writes good stuff. This was, again, the, the hilarity in this one arc... Yeah, I, I I literally fell off my seat dying. I was it was because I got my comics whatever during during the shutdown or whenever that happened. And Hellions was one of the last issues that came in before comics stopped for like what, a month and a half uh, until they resumed again. I was I was reading, <laughs> and Hellions literally got me to the point where I was dying of laughter. And, and my brother woke up from his sleep and got mad at me because I was dying. And that, that that's how hilarious th- these four issues were. Where, where, where freaking, I, again, I, I just didn't expect that out of all people, Mr. Sinister was the funniest guy in Krakoa. He's just here over here, nonchalant, doing his, doing his thing. I, I, I found it fun. I found it fun. I found it engaging. And it's why this book is awesome. Like Sinister makes it. <laughs> yeah. No, well, they all make it. It's, it's a very, it's a very well-crafted team. It's, it's fun little backgrounds. It's, there's so much they can go from it with redemption arcs with growing arcs with with arcs where they learn more about each other and how they're actually more like each other and wild child isn't really wild maybe wild child just needs a hug you know like some obviously nothing that cheesy because they haven't done anything close to that at all since they've done all the dawn of x stuff but yeah we're we're gonna see some really awesome things and a huge playground to play with and i mean just to give them that tiny little arc right before going into the X of Swords was like perfection. And like, that was what was cool too, because I didn't read those four issues. I didn't read Hellions 1 through 4 before reading Hellions 5. Because we were, it, it flows better with the X of Swords. Which speaks, it speaks tremendous volumes of what, how they organized the whole thing. You know, to be able, because that's the thing. I needed to read that for that story, but I wasn't lost. I knew these characters. I knew basically what they were and moved forward. But it made me want to go back and read it because you said, what are we going to read next week? We don't have enough X of Swords stuff yet. I was like, okay, let's read Hellions. You're like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> That's how it felt. It's like you tra- like you turned me to the dark side. You're like, yes. It is a dark side. It. These are a whole bunch of Did bad it. people and havoc. This is literally, you know what? Speaking of redemption. Look, we- I'm, I'm going to, go ahead. Speaking of redemption, sorry. Speaking of redemption, can we talk about Havoc and Madeline Pryor's relationship in these four issues alone? Because I think it speaks volumes to, again, to what Wells is able to craft here and what you can literally get out of it. 
just in this alone because I found this really interesting in the in the fact that because Madeline again he's she's tied into the Summers family. She she was literally crafted because sinister and all this whole bunch of hula blue and and Alex knows her and, and all of this right. But right, I really found what Madeline wanted, which was just to just to be accepted as a real person. I found that really, yeah. really touching in this in this book of blood and and just rage and and all this team stuff. I, I found her and murder mo- and murder. murder. <laughs> yes, it, especially the murder. But yeah, I, I found her story and relationship with Havoc really captivating to the point where it was like, dang, like, holy crap, like, I feel you. I feel you in on this. I, I, I understand what you're going yeah. through and, and how you want to be recognized. That was touching. Yeah, and I, it, and it's, it, it is, and it's a really, like, kind of good time to kind of have that kind of dialogue and stuff going out because we really feel that way now. We feel like, <clears throat> as a society, because, you know, we're in isolation with COVID and all that kind of stuff, we really do not do we exist like we don't see anybody anymore like yeah we we have these interactions online and stuff but we're still so lonely in a lot of cases you know so it's it's to think like what she was going through she literally brought people back from the dead and mind controlled them (laughs) just so she wouldn't be alone you know and made them need her you know with that the the hunger that she gave them (laughs) it's it's like what she when she was talking about the pilot as she was playing the the weird piano chords, as she was sort of introducing herself back to Alex and and how her whole backstory was and all of that, right? Like again, tying in with Scott and and all, all of this baggage that, that comes along with it. <laughs> I, it's it's like at the end of the day, she just she all she really wants is just someone to notice her, someone to say like, "Hey, I'll in this weird way." Yeah, I'll be there for you. Even though, yeah, we might be mind controlled. She just wants to be known as not a clone, not a clone of Jean Grey, not a creation of Mister Sinister, but as an actual character that exists in the Marvel universe, right? Like because yeah. that that because this this is the thing. And again, as a, as a person who is a fan of Scott Summers, as a person who likes Jean Grey, I, I feel it when it's like. Because Madeline was literally made at the time when Scott thought Jean was dead, and and Sinister was just like, "Yo, I, here's here's a clone, blah blah blah," right? So, so for me to like see her try to be like this bigger person, or be be not be a clone, but actually be a living, breathing character, it really got to me. It was like I I feel her redemption. I feel like she she wants to be something more and I found that really captivating even in these again this this short arc it's like dang like when when she literally told Alex like I, I wanted to be that a uh, real girl. You feel that like you you get it. Like you know why she wants to be that. And I I like my heart tore. I was like that's some deep shit. It it really yeah. is. Yeah, no. It was, it was, and you weren't expecting it either. It just kind of blindsides you with, with this hit, like, cause it's just fun and games and violence and murder. And then boom, like, Hey, you guys remember feelings, right? Cause there's going to be some here. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the thing too. Again, it's like you're, you're being introduced to all of this rubble and whatever the heck Sinister's got cooking up his sleeve. But when you hullabaloo, get to it, I would use the, I would use the phrase hullabaloo. That sounds very sinister-like. Oh yeah. 
Sinister creating the hullabaloo among the likes of Quanon and Grey Crow and Empath. That sounds sinister. The fire within. But yeah, it's... (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, it's like she's 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 continuing to talk with Havoc and, and she's like, Alex, I finally found someone who understands me. And even though he's tied up to like the wall and he's under her mind control, it's like she's like, Yes, I finally got my decent gain and respect. And then Grey Crow, again, being the no businessman that he is, and he did this too, I believe, in the in the eighties or nineties, I can't remember when it was, just shoots her. Without, like, any sense of, like, worry or, like, do I pull the trigger? No, he's, like, he just cocked his gun, blasted her, and she's just laid dead. And and she's, the expression on her face, too, when she falls down to the ground and she's she's trying to get, like, her, like, remain living and all that. It, it really got to me. It was, like, dang, no, she died. Like what happened? And it, it was it was really heartbreaking. It was, it was turmoil. It was like she, she just wanted to live, man. She didn't she didn't have to go through all this. It it's she it, it got to me. I uh, yeah. It was it was a, it was a very well written scene. Very well written story. Very well written introduction to the team. Like I couldn't have asked for a better four issues to show me what this series is going to be about. Like, people should study, literally study these four issues and sh- to see how they need to open a series. Straight up. Because I'm in. I'm in full force. I mean, there hasn't been much of ec- the Dawn of X that I haven't been fully in with, but, you know. What Zebulos is crafting here is is a story about mutants who just want to, they just, they, they, they want to have an identity for themselves. They, they want just to wanna, they yeah. just wanna, <laughs> just wanna have fun. Mutants just wanna have fun. I'm not a singer. He's so. not, no. We got Mr. Dylan Gray over here singing uh, his heart out. Just, I'm pretty sure just that's how Madeline and Alex were probably singing their heart, hearts out too and when they were figuring out, you know, who the heck they were. But one thing too, man. It's it's crazy how like again, I have no connection to any of these guys except for Alex. These are characters that are obscure as heck. Many people don't even know about them or have heard their names. Like when I was re- when I was because you know you know that you know I go to the comic store, pre-order all my stuff, and I asked if I could add aliens on the list, and I looked at it and I was like, who the heck are these people? <laughs> I don't know. Who is Nanny an orphan maker? What is going on with this Humpty Dumpty looking thing? That was really for the the Nanny and orphan maker stuff. I had no idea I needed it in my life for like Nanny is like, right? And it's so weird and so cringe and I want more of it. (laughs) I want more of it. It's so weird. And now I don't know. I literally don't know much about them. This is the first time I've actually ever seen them in anything. Um, so I don't know what their history is like, but wow, talk about a weird freaking relationship, right? Oh man, it's like Nanny's just like, hey Peter, did you check the, for this and that? And Peter's like, ma, I got this, okay, you don't need to check on me every single time. And the way that like they weirdly protect each other, and, and like I said in like the beginning where like, Orphan Maker just wants his nanny, and he's beating up people with it, too. And then they finally get together. It's like, 
and they're singing along. It, it I literally feel like Beast and Angel in like that one issue where like they're they're hugging and cuddling, and Beast is like, "What the heck?" Do these two are and Angel's just like, "Yeah, bro." It, 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 I think that's how they work. But yeah, like the way that they protect each other and do stuff on the field while saying like the cringiest lines ever, it's really hilarious. Like I, I actually legitimately like w- want more of their relationship out on the field. Like it's it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> I, I I don't know what else to say, man. I it like it's so weird. Like how like these I don't know that these just these two just have a, like a weird bond where where. Like, are, are you like, are you touching my thingy? Or like, nan- Nanny's like, are you touching my Peter, you weird animals? And 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 they're they're just constantly checking up on each other. It's like the weirdest, cringiest thing again. But I I love it. And what's with the what? What's with the the nursing thing? Like the legit nursing thing, like going on there. What? It's like some robotic. Like, what's up with that? Is I there any? What- I think what Nanny is like doing is she's because she's literally the orphan maker. She makes orphans literally just for Nanny. So Nanny can like raise them up in like her own cynical sort of facility or I guess neighborhood. If that's what you want to. I don't even know how to describe it. She just wants more people to nurture and take care of just like how orphan maker is like for her. She wants more people like that because the more the merrier, the more people you have under Humpty Dumpty services, the better off life is. It's, it, it, exactly, it just is and that's it is. and that's what Orphan Maker does. Orphan Maker makes orphans so that he can, she can nurse them or whatever she wants to do. Some weird stuff. I don't know. These are I really, really want to see more. I, I don't. I, right? Like I don't want to see more, but at the same time, I want to mm. see more. It's so cringe and weird, but I'm intrigued. Where is this gonna go? What? What? Yeah, I what? What? I don't even know what kind of arc you write for these kinds of characters. Like, where are they going to go with it? It's really interesting. And I, think I already know Zeb Wells is going to kill it. Zeb Wells is going to hit a full-on home run. You know what I'm saying? He literally has all of the pieces at the table. He has his main character, Sinister. And you can. there's a lot of arcs you can do with Mr. Sinister. You can have him doing a whole bunch of stuff, and I'd call it in character. Like, that won't be an issue for all of them. But, man, this guy, if he's able to craft what he did here for the first arc and continue on and, like... Like, tell weird stories with all of these characters. This is going to be the book that, that ends up as no one asking for it, but you didn't know you needed it in life. This is this is what I think Hellions will be by the end of this run, by the end of Hickman's era of X-Men. This is going to be that one book where everyone turns to and says, like, yo, I have no idea who these guys are. I had no idea I needed this book, but, man, I need it. I want it, and, and this is why it's awesome. Right, it's it's just that book that no one expected. No one said like, "Yo, please go check out." This is gonna this is gonna turn out to be, I think, a lot of. There's just again like a whole lot of ways that they can go with this. Like, is is Havoc gonna be all right? Is what's the what's Nanny and Orphan Maker gonna do next? Is Empath going to do we- some more weird stuff with his mind changing tricks? And, and I actually do Ugh, see- Empath. I just know what I want to see from Empath. I want to see him get shot in the face every single arc. <laughs> I want him to become the Kenny of the Hellions. That's what I want. I'm asking right now, Zeb Wells, Jonathan Hickman, I want you to kill Empath. And then at some point, I want them to say, you killed Empath, you bastards. 
Okay, I'm asking. I am asking. And if anyone can pull it off, ladies and gentlemen, Zeb Wells can. Oh, absolutely. This is like, this is like top notch. I want to see this. Ha- I, you know what, Zeb? I need what I need to hit, see him do is like, man. Again, there's just so many ways that they could they could go. I really want to see what I think. What I'm expecting from Zeb Wells in the next arc or two. I really want to see the Psylocke get fleshed out because again we have Betsy and she's not in the book. She's overdoing her stuff in in Excalibur. But one thing I will I would want to see is this version of Psylocke fleshed out, an actual living character, and me getting reasons to care for her and her presence on the team. I think I think that's probably my biggest thing on the wishes right now. Make Zeb Zeb Wells try to have him get me to care for this version of Psylocke yeah um to me there's really no way you can mess up Psylocke like honestly unless you were to make her a nun that's literally the only way you could do it <laughs> like full on just make her a nun then I'm out there's literally no no other way you could write this character where I would be upset you know she's got cool powers she's got she's got kick and bod you know what I'm saying? She's got other skills as well. Um, I think she paints. Like, that's cool. And psychic yeah. abilities, there's a lot you can play with. You could even put her in a business setting. You know what I'm saying? I think that at some one point she was working some sort of, like, corporate espionage thing uh, at some point. Um, Have her be a part of like, like way back in the day. Yeah. Freaking yeah. get, yeah. You feel me? Put her in a suit. You know what I mean? Why not? Psylocke yeah. suit. Can I? I she doesn't I have to. We don't need. We don't look. Uh, we don't need the booty. We appreciate the booty, but we don't need it. Cover it up. It's okay. Let's see her. In, where's her white uniform? Where's her diplomatic thing? Well, I guess with, I guess with this team, there's no real. No, there's no diplomat uh, on this outfits. team. This is all no. Whatever the heck sinister wants to get. There is one thing though I do want to address, and it's the part in issue number four. Where you find out that the whole Marauders team was actually resurrected and put back on Krakoa. And actually before that, Havoc explodes and it's like the best thing ever. I always love seeing Alex like enraged. Like you see, like I, I like the colors and the pencils and the, it was like, whoa, like that is explosion. That is dynamic. That is awesome. But one thing though, and like the, the Marauders were resurrected. Cyclops goes over to Havoc and he's like, bro, uh, we, I talked with the council and Madeline isn't getting resurrected because she's not an actual person because she's a clone. She's not, there's no codex for her in, in the database because she doesn't exist. She was made. And this is one thing I think Wells can play at. I think for the rest of this this line or this this run is the trauma that Havoc is going through right now because he just lost someone in his life that he got a reconnection with. And it's there's there's just a lot that he can play with. Like it can can Madeline be brought back? Will she brought be, be will she be brought back for do specific we, reasons? Do we need her? Do we need her? Do we I will tell you one thing, though. I don't know. I, 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 I honestly don't know where that high-pitched voice came from, but, I mean, like, really, do we need her? Does she exist? I know you have these weird shipping, or, <clears throat> I know you have this weird thing for Scott and Gene, and Scott and Gene clones, and this the whole summer. I, I don't have anything. And you wish, no, 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 no. you wish 
no, no, no. no. You would love no. to have <laughs> havoc. No. You're nope. shipping havoc. Nope. In... No. Yep. That's what's happening. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Professor Dom is shipping these two right now. This not real person, this clone somebody, and Havoc, who's obviously unstable, to even think that she wanted like wanted more than anything than to be a crazy person. She make she made zombies, bro. She made zombies. Okay? Yeah, no, that person should be resurrected. The zombie making person. Come on, bro. Well they said that they you know who did veto it though? I, I know that there is one person who who probably vetoed it on the council. I'm pretty sure Gene went up and was like, hey, this person ruined my marriage. This person has ruined my life on a bunch of times. Let's not even resurrect her. And everyone probably went along with it because I, I think she was that petty. I literally think that's how it went. I literally think Gene went up on the council mid-stage and said, hey, this person is literally a clone of me. Can we not bring her back? And they just went yeah. along with it. Or maybe Scott's hiding from something from, from Alex. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Are you kidding me? No, there wasn't even a veto. They were just like, yeah, they were, no, we're not going to bring this person back. They have the DNA. It's his sinister. He has the DNA. We know this. It's Mr. Sinister here, okay? The DNA is there. He could bring him back. They don't want to. But who's to say that she won't? Right, there, there again. Who, who's Zeb to Wells. Say? Yeah, just to say, man. But Zeb Wells, you are killing it. Please give us more issues like this where I'm laughing at the edge of my seat Definitely. because this run is awesome. We we need to see more of this weird team, and it's awesome seeing Havoc in a next book. Like, I'm just gonna be real. I love the Summers family. I love Alex Summers. He's cool. I want to see him doing weirder stuff, even if it is in a undermining tone of whatever the heck he's running on the island but besides that guys thank you guys so much for listening to another installment of the dom of x this is again hosted by the fellows at the grand geek gathering please go check their stuff out guys at thegrandgeekgathering.com for the most epic podcasts epic articles you name it for all your geek needs please go check them out guys at thegrandgeekgathering.com and once again dylan thank you so much for being here it is such a treat again just to talk x-men because there's nothing brings more warmth to my heart than talking about these mutants that marvel has created and are being penned in at the second so it's always awesome definitely no definitely it, it gives <laughs> thank you for giving me excuse to read some of the best comic booking i've seen in years like straight up Ariel, and you can go check dylan out and mr dylan gray on all the social media platforms live it instagram you name it beyond the island of krakoa with your very own professor the next time.